Peace to the IHRs. You know where you are. This is Dianix Podcast. I have state of mind. State is here with me. We're going to be talking about Clyde. We got to wish him well for this, Um, you know, that whole end of a whole era here, man. So as you can see, also, too, on the left-hand side, we got <laughs> Frank Nilakina, Dallas Barbecue. So anyway, Dianix Podcast, let's just go for it. My homie State, what's good, man? Yo, what's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? You in a new facility, huh? New, new uh, um, studio. Nah, just the building, just the, just the building next door. Mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of like co-op same, care. Bro. You in co-op care? Nah. Nah. Okay. Okay. It's a co-op care. Yeah, they uh, still call it that, the co-op building. Nah, they call it home. Yeah, I used to I used to do a lot of weird stuff in there. I can't even I can't even tell you all the crazy shit I used to do in that in that building. <laughs> Serving food and stuff. They used to have all these open rooms and stuff and I'm telling you, wait, nurses, nurses and things of that nature. Oh my god. Security. Oh, man. <laughs> it it teaches you um uh self discipline, I'll say. Yeah, I say, I say that's the most. Um, kind of gotta grow up fast because you don't want to like you don't want to never say the wrong thing or love somebody the wrong way. And yeah. yeah, that's that's just how it goes. I think that's just for any jobs. Well, I was rubbing people the wrong way too, man. That's what I was trying to get at <laughs> in, the, in the in the empty rooms. I was rubbing a lot of people the wrong way that I should have been doing. Thank God, you know, back then there was no cell phones and shit like that. That's why I would have been in, in trouble. <laughs> See, <laughs> there might be TMI for for the um for the podcast. So I don't even want to know what you were saying. <laughs> when I think about what you just said, I can only imagine like yeah, somebody helping you in it. All right, <laughs> you got it. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, I, when I when I when I was working there, I was like nineteen, man. You know, eighteen, nineteen, twenty. I think I think I, I think I got out of there when I was like twenty two. So I was a, a young boy, man. So I was doing all kind of crazy stuff when I when I was over there. Well, yeah. I'm trying to. Well, hopefully I can not see this sometime soon. Probably move somewhere or something. I don't know. It depends. I don't know. But can we get to this 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 five freedom thing? Yeah, man. You ever been to yeah, you ever man, been to clients? Yes, I, I've been to Clyde's a couple of times. The most notable time I went to Clyde's was it was the Knicks um, versus Sacramento. And we was home, and De'Aaron Fox was, I, I think he scored like 36 or something like that. Yeah. And it was so bad. I think, matter of fact, it was early in the season as well. But matter of fact, I think this was one of the games right after um, Steve Mills and Scott Perry had that press conference. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God we don't gotta deal with them shits no more, man. Oh man, you know. I order a burger, order burger fries, I'm just trying to be regular, right? You know, that that's not kind of expensive. But as I'm watching the game, and I'm seeing what Buddy Hill 
in, in De'Aaron Fox. I'm seeing what they're doing now. You know, the coach at the time was David Fisdale. <laughs> I think he lost by like 30. I think he lost bad that game. I think that, man, it, it was a bad game. And I'm going to look at that game while I'm talking to you. But, you know, I started ordering drinks. So a regular, like, you know, buy yourself $40. Turn to, to like 130 real quick. <laughs> That's that spot was bugged out, man. It was it was it was, it, was, it, it was like three different restaurants in one. It had like the formal dining area where you got to get seated. It was like mad dark in there, mad tables and stuff. Like the yeah. there wasn't it wasn't really a, like a lot of like TVs in that in, area. Yeah. And they greet you and you walk straight down. You know, got the TVs right there. They got the little steps to go downstairs. Yeah. yeah. The bar was whack though, man. It was only on like one little strip. They they didn't really have no bar stools and whatever. It was kind of it's kind of weird. The bar, I, see, me, I, I never really really sat at the bar. I would just go there to try to watch the game. And you know, you can't really like have your phone out, um, so you can't really like go crazy with your phone in there. So you gotta really like be in tune with the game. Cause you don't want the waiter to come to you and like say something to you, but you know. But that's what happened to you, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I was pointing this my phone out, videotaping it. I'm like, what the hell is going on with the things there? And um, you know, the waiter comes to me. The waiter's like, yo, you know, you gotta put your phone down. And I looked at the waiter and I'm like, yo, I just wanted to. too elegant in some places and then then like the third part they had like a lounge in the back i don't know if you've been to the lounge the lounge back there i don't even no. think they had tvs back there but but they had like like it was like a it was like a club kind of barge kind of feel but there was no bar back there and it was hardly no tv so it was like what, what were they trying to do and they got the basketball court <laughs> you, you know mm. did, did, did you ever use the basketball court no every time i went there it was just to eat and now it's just leaving like it wasn't really to, to play on the basketball court. You want to see my mixtape? Go ahead. Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
He's having a good time though. <laughs> yeah, I was. Yeah, I put up bad shots. Right? I must have put up like a thousand shots that night, man. I was there with family and and stuff. I think we was watching. I, I forgot what we was doing there. I think we was watching the next game or whatever. But I think we was getting smacked. So I just went in there and started, started shooting around and shit. You know, crazy. <laughs> now I'm trying to look for this. I'm trying to really look for this game. That I'm talking about, man. We got smacked by the Kings. Oh, yeah. Wait, is it November 11th? 91 Yes. I think that is definitely the game. Oh, my goodness. The Josh is here from the beginning for the first time, man. <laughs> Usually he's at the end talking shit. Like, oh, why you said this? Why you said that? Yeah, watch him from the beginning. But this time he finally popped up in the beginning. So shout out to Josh. Man. The food is great, though. The food is, the food is great. The yeah, I think, that, I think that's like the only thing that you could say that's like super good is, is, is the food. But that's what, that's what you go off for. You go off for to eat food. <laughs> I mean, the time. <laughs> I, well, I mean, like you go, you go <laughs> on to Clyde's. Like I, I want to support Clyde and shit. You know, I, like it's the next game. You know, so you can, you kind of just want to support, but like you're trying to really get off, but you can't really get off because people are actually on business meetings and having dates and and all kind of stuff. It's, it, like I said, it was just a weird. It was a weird vibe. You know, like I, I wish they wouldn't close it. I wish they would, would like maybe like re, revamp it or something. But I think just with the whole COVID stuff, it's just like another casualty, you know, because I, I think I think their management, they just had a problem with, um, excuse me, all the COVID protocols. So I, I think they, they moved like a, quite a few of their businesses out of New York because of this um, this whole thing. So, yeah, I don't, I don't want it to turn into like one of these pods again. <laughs> just got to ask you this question. I got to ask you this question because it just hit my mind, so. And I guess we could talk about Kyrie Irving as well. Um, well, I want to talk about Kyrie after this Sunday. Like, um, you think the workers, so according to this, this whole vaccination thing, right, do you think the workers, it's a lot of workers who are just refusing to take the vaccine at this set date? Uh, September 27th, like, and it's a, it's affected so many businesses. You think that's one of the causes? Well, you know, like just just to judge by my job, there's a lot of guys in my job that don't want to take it. They're like kind of arrogant about it. That you know, because you know, everyone's still skeptical. You know, everyone, because I was I was that way too. But the, the what, what made me take it is is my kids. You know, because if something happens at school, they don't want you nowhere near the school if you're not vaccinated or bunch of bunch of different stuff so i didn't want to get caught up in that so me and my wife decided mm-hmm. to do it but i mean it, it's gonna have to come down to to, to like money like they, they really gonna have to like like um like start firing people now you don't want to see that you know, it's, it's like kind of messed up but that's, that's like the only thing that will make make anybody really take it so that that's where we at right now every business is the same way everybody's playing that stalemate like i dare you to fire me type of thing you know i dare you do something about it <sighs> So for me, like, yes, I am vaccinated finally. But I can understand both sides of the coin. You know what I'm saying? Like, just for me, like, you know, I be around my family a lot, you know, I work here. I, I move around too much, you know, and a part of me feel like like I don't I don't want to feel selfish. And plus, me thinking future forward wise, like 
I already knew this was coming, bro. Like in, in the back of my head, like I already knew this was coming in the back of my head because I'm. It, it's going to be the. It's going like COVID not going anywhere. It's not. It's going to be here. But I say for the next like two, three years, COVID is going to be here. So I, I like. I was like, now nah, I'm gonna just get the vaccine. Like, I've been around. I've been around too many people. Man. Older folk, like. but I can understand people that don't want to take it. Like, I can understand what you say. Like, it ain't enough research. Uh-huh. I don't know, like, if I want to put that in my body. Like, ah, uh, ah. Uh. But, now, can I tell you some real shit right now? Yeah, good. When you think about your fucking rent, you ain't really thinking about certain shit. Like, or when you got no kids, and your kids is hungry, and you and, and you work a real job, like a real number five, or, you out here, you us, whatever you're doing, like, yo, you might really have to sacrifice, like, you might really have to think about that. So it's just, you know, both sides of the corner. Like, a, lot yeah. of, a lot of people got to be that way. Well, you, you see what Josh yeah, said, like, Josh, yeah, like, I'm not going to I'm not Yeah, he was saying, like, the, the, um, the freedom ain't free. You know what I'm saying? Like, the, that's the price of freedom. You know, we, we have, we're really not free. Like, just something like this. Say, hey, listen, I'll take the vaccine or you're not going to get paid. All right, I guess I'm taking the vaccine. That's it. You know, it's like, you know, it's, it's like a pretty much an e- easy conversation right there. Like, oh, man, I'll never take it. Oh, you're going to get fired. Oh, fuck it. <laughs> let me get, let me get to it. You know? Listen, I, yo, and I'm going to be, I'm going to always be a fair person. Like, I feel like I live my life really like I, I try to look at both sides of the corner. So I'm not going to say it. people that question me. I'm not gonna question you because I gotta understand what you're saying. Hey, I gotta understand about the boost child. But at the end of the day, like studies show like people with like I I don't care, like whatever y'all see, I, I'm not gonna tell I'm not gonna dictate whatever anybody else sees, but from what I see, like more people with the vaccine, like they're less COVID positive, like. I see less COVID. I, I see less COVID. You know, the, the, the body's rolling around, rolling body. Like I, I see less of that stuff now because you know a lot more people still in the vaccine. It, it, you got a decision to make. Like, like it, it's crazy to me. Like that, that's crazy. Capitalism is like that's just powerful. Like it, it was crazy. Yeah, no doubt. But but you know the thing thing with vaccines, I I, I see a lot of posts, re- especially recently, where they just talking about smallpox and and there's all the other stuff too. But like like if you take the vaccine, that that, that doesn't kill the smallpox. It's just that it, it might not it might not affect you as much as the next person. You know you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's so it's still out there. See like right now, if we if we stop vaccinating children for polio and stuff like that, there's gonna be an outbreak of polio again because polio didn't go away. It's just the fact that we took the vaccine and then it just it just like you know. Like it just bounces off of us, kind of thing, you know what I'm saying? But it's still there, you know. So like, like if, if people take the vaccine, you you put yourself at, at um, you know, you're hoping that you put yourself at, at a spot where the where the where the virus bounces off of you. But it's still there. It is not. It didn't disappear, you know. So people still it's still gonna get it regardless, you know. I, there's people still getting the Spanish flu, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you know, it 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 is what it is, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and it's crazy. It's crazy because. Like, and now, like, I guess we can um, transition it over to, to the NBA because I come across a, 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 a tweet 
from Kyrie Irving, right? You know, I have no fear or whatever. And I got my mask on and this and the third. And it's like, you know, he's in a major market, right? So if he was on the Knicks right now, that would be a huge, I, I think uh, the beat writers would be all over this already. But since he's in Brooklyn and he's on the Nets, it's not going to really be a story. But for him to say something like, you know, you know, you could take off your mask, like have no fear, what's that going And you know he's probably not vaccinated. And in the big markets, they already said that you know, you're not going to be able to play the home games if you're not vaccinated. If you come to these certain markets. So it's like, <laughs> yo, if he was on the next dog, <laughs> yo, it's so crazy. I, but I, yo, and I told you, I told you about this months ago, bro. I, t- I said, yo, watch this Kyrie Irving stuff. It's going to start, but it's going to start getting serious. How, how you feel about that whole thing, man? Well, you know, the same thing. Like, 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 you have the the one argument about COVID, like, you know, you know, for the vaccine and stuff. But then I give you another argument. But it's not that not we're not we're not fighting each other. It's just two thought two thought processes. You know what I'm saying? So that, that's that's the same thing that's, that's happening with um with with like the Knicks and the Nets. It's like two different thought processes. People, the same thing can happen with the Nets. You know, and nobody cares. But if it happens to the Knicks, all of a sudden it's blown totally out of proportion. So you know that, that that's that's what I really hate about this whole thing, you know, because I mean, you know, we're talking about forty three games that he could potentially uh, miss out on, because you're talking about the two home games, you know, it's gonna be two away games against the Knicks, and then uh, forty, you know, forty one games over there, you know. So, you know, let's say if Julius Randle was to do that, you know, that I mean, it it, w- it would totally destroy, it would destroy everything, it would destroy the fan base, it would destroy the like the media would be going crazy, the team would be going crazy, it would just destroy everything. So I mean, it, this is this is all like a big slippery slope, you know. You, you know what I'm saying? Because it's supposed to be about health, but like you said, capitalism. You know, it's really all about the, the dollar. The bottom line is is the dollar and shit, man. So it's kind of it's kind of messed up, you know. And that's how we lost Clyde. You know, we lost Clyde's wine and dine. You know, we, you know, it's, it's a bunch of a bunch of crazy stuff happening, you know, over this over this um this pandemic. No, this is why I'm so glad. Um, they play it too. I, this is why I told you, like, I think Brandon's vaccinated already. I just, that's just a hunch, like a real hunch that I got. Because, like, the Nets, and this is not really a story, but it kind of is. Because you're going to see certain players from certain teams, and you're going to know who's not vaccinated. Now, that could really split fans. That could split fans, because now you, you can get a fan that's saying, oh, he don't care about the team. We paying for thousand dollar tickets, and he don't want to play in the home games because he don't want to get vaccinated. Now you look at selfish than that fan, but then I look at the locker room. Now it's like yo, it's forty one home games. You don't even want to play in forty. You can't even play in forty one home games. You might cost your team like a chip, and now they looking at you like yo, you're the leader. Like ah, uh, uh. so that's gonna be a slippery slope. Now they do. They they definitely said if. You got a, a medical, um, like like a medical waiver, a medical waiver or a religious waiver. So, you know, Kyrie is straight five percent of straight hotel hat. <laughs> Questionable. I don't call. I come in peace, brother. We only do 
we don't need the fist fight, brother. We just save skin color. He, you know, he that type. So maybe, maybe he can get off on that. But you know, just to put a positive spin on it. But yo, that's tough, man. That's tough. That that's tough. That's tough. So, so what do you want to segue into next, man? I know you got a couple good, um, good topics you want you want to throw at, throw at everybody. So, let's talk about Frank. I want you to formally apologize for Frank. That's how we're going to start this convo. What? <laughs> because. I want you to apologize before next season. I want you to apologize. Apologize for what? What happened? Because we had a podcast recently, and you definitely said, you know, you was talking all this Alfred Payton job, blah, blah, blah. You was loud with it. You were drinking a little cult for an hour ago. You, I know you had the big cup. I know you sipping a little, a little bit. You know, you was feeling yourself going like, yo, Alfred Payton. You know, you average 1865. See, now I know the numbers in my head. You had to say 1865. You know, the thing. Yo, I, I, you know what I'm So, Alfred is about to be a third string point guard. He's never going to see the floor. When Frank formally signs with the Mavericks, then he gets rotation minutes. And you're going to finally see the player that we've always wanted him to be, right? You can shake your head on your one. If you had a Luka Doncic, you wouldn't be shaking your head. Matter of fact, let's get into the real nitty gritty before you even go. Let's get into the nitty gritty because that Dallas Mavericks team is basically Phil Jackson's team. And you're about to see Frank's value on the court with a superstar caliber player. And Luka Doncic, and that's going to be tough to watch. <laughs> Yo, if 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 it was a fifth, we all be drunk, man. Yeah, I so, hear you. You, you, I, you said I, I, I got I got to apologize for imagination. Yeah, well, all right. Keep saying imagination, but we know Alfred Payne is going to be the third string. We know Frank is going to play. That's what we know. So since we know that already, and since we know Jason Kidd is going to be the coach. Since we know Porzingis is his boy, since we know Lucas is his boy, we know he's going to play. You're going to see his value. So we, 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 we going to see. You're going to see by December when Alfred's still riding on the bench, and and, and my boy putting up numbers. You're going to see. But look at look at this picture. Who is Frank playing over here right right now? Oh is he going to play over Tim Hardaway Jr.? Wait, wait. Is he playing over Burke? No. Is he playing over Bullock? Burke Burke is the fourth string point guard. He didn't play in the playoffs until garbage time. Frank is gonna. But but on Dallas, who was the first, second, and third string point guard then? Yeah, nah. First is Luca. Luca plays point. Okay. Frank. Okay, there you go. Brother, you keep that's the point of the conversation, brother. <laughs> you answered your own question. Frank got to play point? No. So what's what's Frank role over there? Just uh, just stand there, play defense, and, and shoot an open three pointer. Come on, yo. It depends. Play make a little bit, but you got Luka Doncic. Luka Doncic, listen. Luka Doncic is gonna be down here. Usage range is gonna be north of thirty. 
regardless. And I agree with that because if I have an offense, I want the yeah, yeah. Play off on everybody else I play all ball. <laughs> He's playing all ball. Everybody else play all ball. I don't care a a smart coach, you build a system around him. <laughs> you He's that good. I, I respect his game. And I just I just like the fit. But, you know, it just goes into a what-if scenario of the year that Phil drafted Frank. What if Phil doesn't get fired by Dolan and Dolan just says to hell with the fans? Because it was really the fans who got Phil fired. It was really Stephen A. Smith getting on <laughs> get first take. <laughs> he was disgusted. You get what I'm saying? And, you know, like, Phil Jackson, man, what if we didn't fire Phil Jackson? He Dolan says, the hell with the fans, the hell with y'all talking about. He stays the whole season, and he gets another season, and he just tanks. He tanks that season away. In 2018. Now, in 2018, and we all talking about the top five picks in that drive. In 2018, we all know who we drafted. We drafted my boy Kevin Knox. So, how would you think that would have played out? <laughs> you, or you think it was just too like you, you think the the castle was just so deep, like it was like it was it's no comeback for Phil Jackson after the Frank Nettie pick. Well, Frank, uh, this guy Phil Jackson, he lost everything. He lost the he lost the team. He lost the trust of the organization. Uh, you know, Steve Mills couldn't trust him. Nobody else around him could trust him. The the, the rest of the league was was making fun of um, Phil Jackson. So there was there was a lot of stuff going on uh, with that. So I mean, Phil Phil Jackson, he would have got fired anyway. You know, and then and, you know, you know, hindsight is always twenty twenty because without Phil Jackson getting fired, then Steve, then you can't put Steve Mills at the at the um. The head, and then Steve Mills um, will, will, you know, wouldn't get fired, you know. So, so things have to happen in, in succession in, in order for um for things to get to the to way they are now, because both both of those guys have to go. Kyrie, you know, I mean Phil Jackson and um and um Steve Mills. I'm, I'm so I'm just saying keep him for that 2018 season. Let him take the and fire. I get it. But it's a slippery slope, man. But but it, it don't take it don't take away from the fact that that Tim Hardaway Jr., Josh Green, freaking Trey Burke, uh, who else you want to say? Jalen Brunson, uh, and uh, you know Reggie Bullock, all the, uh, and Dorian Finney Smith. All those guys Jaylen, are playing over Frank Nilakina. Jalen Brunson got shot in the playoffs. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. Yo, yo, no boy, yo, 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 down. This would you, this would you need to understand. Oh my god! When they come to playoffs, when it come to that money time, man, you gotta produce. I watched Jalen Brunson get benched by Ricardo. Like, let's not make this not believe, make believe that thing. I watched Trey Burke get benched in the playoffs. Like, them dudes is not playing in money time. You can't say that about Frank because of, of what Tibbs did. So I don't want to hear that. But Tibbs did the same thing. <laughs> Tibbs played the but yo, he ain't <laughs> yo, didn't Tibbs bench Frank Nilakina though? 
Come on, man. Not, <laughs> not gonna do not tonight. But he not did. Tonight, like, like you, you can't, you can't erase like yeah, not something tonight. really happening. Like, like Alfred Payton, he did average, he did average eighteen and six for that <laughs> short period of time. He did. I, I didn't make that up. Yo, he actually did do that. You ain't gonna do this, yo. <laughs> so, so, so Alfred Payton earned his minutes. Yes, in the beginning of the year. In the beginning <laughs> of the year, he earned it. And then he averaged ten and six for the for the, for the beginning of the year until like at the end where where he just like you know fell off the face of the earth. But not not one time throughout the whole year did Frank Nilakina earn any spot. Okay. I can't. I. I, I whatever. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you not about to Because we we can't go into this loophole again. Because you. You know what I'm about to Alfred did earn his minutes. You all know quickly shouldn't have played more than 20 minutes per game. Come on now. Yeah, but yo, at one at what point did Frank average 18, 6, and, and and whatever it was? At what point did he do that? Yeah, this one you do. So when 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 see, so when Charles Smith was averaging 20, Oh my god. He averaged 21 points for the Clippers. That's what you that's what you thought you was getting. That's what you with these numbers to me, yo, Charles Smith. <laughs> Charles Smith just just turned his computer off, man. If he's watching, he's like, "What do I gotta do with this shit? Move it, you know what I'm saying?" <laughs> Come on, dog. <laughs> I don't know, man. Oh man. But, but listen, I, I give it. To, I give you this. Like, like him going to to Dallas is like a good situation for this. Like, like you said, for the simple fact that they have Luka Doncic over there. You know, so Luka's gonna be the head. You know, the head of the serpent. He's gonna be basically doing everything, scoring, rebounding, assisting, you know, shooting. He's gonna be doing everything. So all Frank got to do is this, you know, just stand there and wait for the ball to come to him, and then maybe play defense on the guy that that um that we don't want Luca playing defense against. You, you know what I'm saying? You know, and, and that's really it. Re- Reggie Bullock the same way. Reggie Bullock just gonna stand there like this, just waiting yeah. for the for the for the ball to come to him, and then that's, that's basically it. I mean, uh, uh, like. I don't really want to make it about um, Frank, but you know, he don't really got no pressure to really produce, and he's going to be playing next to Luca. You know, I'm just really confused at how most of the ex Knicks that was under Phil Jackson is dead on the Dallas Mavericks right now, and instead of like. RJ, they got dead Luca, and it's Porzingis, and it's Tim Hardaway Jr., and it's Trey Burke. It's like, damn, they got to think about it like that. Coaching really matters. <laughs> you said coaching? Coaching and environment really matters. Like, that, that, like, it really matters. And I didn't think it mattered so much until. Like just now, like I'm thinking about the roster, and it's like, damn, they almost had all our goddamn players. Like, I and they still might win 50 games with them. Well, it ain't in the Western Conference. So, man, coach, coaching matters. Coaching means a lot. Man. So, I mean, you said coaching, right? So, who was who um, mm-hmm. Dallas Mavericks coach? It was Rick Carlisle? Hell no. Yeah, last year was Rick Carlisle. Last year it was Rick Carlo, but he 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 left. He's not there now though. No. And he, and he kind of left on bad terms too. 
Yep. And it's not it's not like they it's not like Jason they were yeah, he's, he, Jason Kidd's the coach for next year, but the last few seasons, it's not like Dallas is winning. I, I kind of like skimming through it right now. They they were like basically in a lottery almost every year except um what 2019-20, uh, and 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 last season, you know, and they, and they like kind of like barely um you know squeezed into the playoffs. I think um the problem with them was the players just probably fell on deaf ears when it came to their call out because he's been there for so long. And they haven't gotten off the first round, I believe, in, since like 20. I, I don't even remember the last time Dallas, the Dallas Mavericks got off the first round. So they had to make a change. I think Jason Kidd is going to do well over there. And I like that situation for him. Um, I believe that Phil Jackson wanted to look at Jason Kidd at a point. Hell, like, like, but we got Derek Fisher. So it's like, and. When Derek Fisher was fired, if I may recall, wasn't we 22 20, and 22? When Derek Fisher? Yes, when Derek Fisher was fired. Uh, I don't, I don't even remember. But I mean, we we were so such a disarray in all on all facets of, of, of the team, you know that you know it's like so we could point the blame to so many different things why why we were bad during that time period. <laughs> But you know, I'm I'm looking at the roster that that um that the Dallas has. I don't really see no 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 leaders or anything. Tim Hardaway Jr. is the alpha male on on that team. Outside of um, outside of uh you know, Luca, there's nobody else really there. You talking about Chris Stapps? Chris Stapps is like, you know what I'm saying? I, you know, I'm just looking at the roster and and like like they they don't really upgrade. They they added um Moses Brown, which I think will be good for them, but um they didn't really do anything else to that team. Moses Brown, that's a great pickup. You know he's from Queens, right? That's he used to go. He used to go to Archbishop Malloy. He he actually played with um Cole Anthony when he was here. Oh, they got Moses Brown. That nice. He's the perfect complement for Porzingis. Dang, they went fifty games. <laughs> if he. And can you see what I think he is and what he could be for that team? They're, they're definitely going to make it. Um, it would be beautiful to play Dallas in the finals, though, in the next couple of years. It would be nice losing to them in the finals. I would love to see RJ Dallas versus Luka Dodgers. I would too, but what would Dallas need to get there? Because I'm looking at their roster, you know, you know, outside of Tim Hunter Jr., they don't have nobody else. You know, I, would, I mean, like I said, Chris asked, but outside of those guys, what do they have that's going to get them into the finals? What would they have to do? Not, I don't know. I know a lot. I don't. I don't think. See, loyalty is thin in this generation, and I think after that first contract, a lot of these young all stars currently, I think a lot of them going to be their current teams. I think Dallas is going. They're going to try to like build around Luka, try to make trades. Do I see them winning a, a title with that roster? No, I don't. Because I don't see and shout out to Steven Mills, even though he was doing a bad job, but I don't see Porzingis lasting that long. And then his contract is just so bad. And then the rest of the roster is so regular that Luca's going, it's gonna be the point where Luca's gonna be looking around like shit. I'm about to, <laughs> I'm about to leave. Like, yo, it's going to be tough when you keep getting destroyed and destroyed and destroyed. That's why, yo, all, all 
props to Giannis. All props to Giannis. But the Bucks, they build. They drafted him. I think they you could you could say Chris Middleton was drafted by it. And then they made calculated trades and they just built the roster. Well the thing the thing with the Bucks is that they actively was trying to to win every single year. They was actively really, you know, trying to get this player, trying to get that player, always trying to get, and you know, up to the point where they got Holiday on the team and whatever, and then then that, that was able to get them down down that road. But I mean, I'm looking at the, this Dallas um, team, and I don't I don't see nothing. They 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 resigned um um uh, Boban, you know, that seven for four dude, and they don't even play him. You know, Willie Colley Stein is still there. Uh, Max Kleber and um, uh, Dwight Powell, some of these guys, they, they, they've been here forever. You know, they, they're not really getting be- really getting it better. Most, like I said, Moses Brown is a really good pickup. Reggie Bullock was their star or free agent pickup. You know, now they're not going to get um, Frank Nilakina possibly. So that's the thing. That's that's a possible. It's not. They never. They didn't say they will sign him. They said they said they think that they might sign him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you still might not even go over there. Yes, please stop, man. By the next time we talk, they'll be signed. Let's yeah, I think so. Because I, I mean, it was there was rumors that they actually wanted to draft Frank instead of um, Dennis Smith Jr. Yeah, way back when. Yo, it's crazy. Like when I think about the draft, like the draft could really set you back like years. So I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you an example, right? So we drafted Frank, right? No, no. We drafted Porzingis, right? For the next two years with Porzingis, we proceeded to have no first-round picks, right? And then when we finally get the first-round pick and we finally execute a good – it wasn't even a good tank. Man. We should have taken all of that. We finally take again. You get Frank Nilakina in the drive. And then in the back-to-back drafts, then the very next draft, you draft Kevin Knox. And it's like, what if you would have drafted somebody else? Like, what if you would have got somebody else? How what, how what further along would your organization be? This is the problem I'm having with my Giants right now. Because we drafted Daniel Jones. And I don't think Daniel Jones is that guy. And he just turns the... See, See, in, in football, see, this is the difference. Football, you got it. Or you don't. Right. Immediately see what a quarterback like if you got it or you don't. You got Dave Jones, 40 turnovers in 28 career games. That's the second fewest amount of games that to reach 40 turnovers. Like, like either you got it or you don't. So it, you draft him so high, you could have drafted another quarterback this year. And no. That might can set the Giants back because if he don't hit, how you gonna compete for a title? So it, it, it's tough, you know. It's, that's a thing Even football too, like say, like like you can't really draft it. Like they drafted the their franchise uh, running back too soon. Like Saquon Barkley, they drafted him too soon. They didn't have a quarterback yet. They didn't have an offensive line yet. You got to set up the offensive line and a quarterback first before you decide to to, to get your franchise running back. You know what I'm saying? So now we we don't waste it like how many years now of Saquon Barkley's career. He don't have a he don't have an offensive line and he don't have a quarterback. You know what I'm saying? So you're just sticking him like like probably like one of like the best running back prospects that the league has seen in a long time. And, and you don't you don't there's nothing in place for him to 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 really 
to get loose, you know. So, yeah. you know, so, 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 to be honest, like, uh, to be honest, Saquon has he's been bad because I've seen this stat where it said like Saquon has played like he's played in more games than having a hundred yard rushing uh, games, and it's like Saquon been hurt a lot. And you drafted him school. That's the thing. And in, in in football, yo, you gotta get that quarterback. You that's the whatever position other position. Okay, left tackle, I can understand. All right. He he's built like Miles Garrett. All right, I can understand you take over. Cool. But that quarterback position, even the Browns picked the quarterback here. You gotta get that position right. That's the position that holds more sway on the outcome of a game. Now, in basketball, it depends on your team. But in today's era, I'm going to have to give it to the wings. You don't get far without the wings. I mean, I'll call the point guard the bus driver. That's the point guard. That's his job. That's his job right now in today's era. Yeah, I, I get that. You know, like like I said, basketball so it's, it's just so different. Like you you um you definitely can't win without wings. But but um you know throughout, throughout the course of the, you just you just have to develop a um a game plan according to who you draft and stuff like that. But like 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 you like you're trying to say, drafting wrong is going to set you back no matter no matter what you look at it. But you know also that's that's also not the only way to do it because the Bucks you know they they um they drafted Giannis, um DiVincenzo was another guy that they brought over there but Middleton wasn't drafted by them, you know uh, uh what's the name, uh the Lopez brother he wasn't drafted by them, you know no. there's a bunch of players on, on that team that wasn't drafted by them but they they still won a championship, you know so so you know there's there's still a way to to um to get there, you know but you, you just you just have to you just have to keep the thing you, you can't just sit on your hands you can't just wait for the, like say hope hopefully the draft pick comes or you can't just like wait and so, like hopefully somebody will sign. See that that's the problem. The, the Knicks at one point was, was doing both. We was waiting to draft somebody, and we had our hands up our ass waiting for somebody to sign with us. You know that's that's no way to run a franchise. Now all of a sudden we got the right people in here. Now all of a sudden we got all of our draft picks. We draft them well now, and all of a sudden now we're starting to every year get a better class of free agents. So I, I think you know we're, we're definitely on on the right path, and it, it just takes people that really know what they're doing, you know, and not not afraid to just let it let not afraid to do the right thing, you know. Yeah, and it takes a formula, right? So the form so let's talk about last year's draft, right? So last year's draft, we pick up Obi Top and we pick up Emmanuel quickly. So I've seen a picture today of Obi Top. Kid, kid is spectacular. Like the kid, he looks built like a 23-year-old. He looks like he's in his man body, but he's probably in his Indian body too. He looks chilly. You look, you got the body of a small folk. And then you see quickly today. Quickly looks strong. He looked good. Looked like he got the body of a point guard. And, you know, you see the draft from this year. And we got McBride and we got Grimes. And looking at these players, I'm just thanking God we got Walt Parent. So if we had Walt Parent in 2018, I mean, in 2017, you think he would have picked in that drive? And we had Walt Parent. And 
Absolutely. So if he would pick Donovan Mitchell, the next the next final draft instead of Knox, uh, who, who did um Utah pick that year? I'm trying to see now. They picked um. They picked uh, Grayson Allen. You know, so he, he went with like a like a proven name, somebody from a good school. So where was our draft slot? Uh, we were number nine for for that year when we drafted so Kevin pick, Knox. Pick like Walt. Pick like Walt Perrin in that slot. Uh, Gilgers and Alexander. He would have picked Shy. <laughs> he would have picked Shy straight up like that. So what did we? What, nah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to you. What did we did? What did we just explain with our explaining just now? <laughs> yeah, you, you got to get the right people to to steer the ship, man. You can't just have a captain. You gotta have a captain. You gotta have a second, a second mate. You gotta have the guy that's on the on the deck. You gotta have, you know, you gotta have all these moving parts throughout the whole ship in, in order to get everything to to run the way it's supposed to. Yeah, yeah, and I, man, when people like when people like stop doing that, yeah, they just need to chill, man. They gotta stop doing that. Damn, yo, yo, um, what that you gotta call now? So I mean, you know, the the Knicks right now. Right there. Just start right there. What you say? No, I'm saying like the the Knicks right now. We just we just uh, a well-run organization now. Yeah. Um, I'm happy, man. I'm I'm happy. That that whole war parent thing is just there, man. It kind of blew my mind. I'm like, yo. I think I'm gonna have to right there. Right. Cause, I, Cause I'm like, yo, why the hell? Okay. Why the hell? Um, what kind of man gets signed here in like 2017? Why we didn't get these guys here earlier? You know what I'm saying? Like, why did James Dolan always, you always do it at the wrong spot, like at the wrong time? And it's like, damn. <laughs> Well, he's 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 an idiot, man. He he don't really know what he's doing. He's just kind of like having fun, you know. He's the owner. He owns the team and stuff. So he was just giving, putting the um the the reins into people's um, it, you know, into people's hands, and then hoping that they would just do the right thing. You know. But damn, it's like years too late, man. You gotta stop doing that. But well, we had to get Phil Jackson. I, I think that was just, I think that was just Lord's fate. I think we had to get Phil Jackson because I remember I remember that year. And I think um Zingerman was like I think he was literally telling fans to go to the garden to go to the garden and and like protest. Yeah, Stephen A. Smith is a dick, though, man. I, I, I was watching him today. He, he was, he was, um, I forgot who, who he was. He was into, um, uh, I think uh, I forgot the guy's name, but the, the guy that is usually with um Alan Han, I forgot his name. 
But um, you know, they, they got a show together, but but he he actually was on Stephen Stephen A. Smith show, and um, the guy's just trying to talk because it, it was his segment, you know what I'm saying? So he's so like, my like talk. yeah, he used to, he used to play, he used to play football. I know you're talking about name. Bart. Bart, you talking about Bart? Yes, yes, Bart, Bart was Scott. on the show. Yeah, so Bart Scott, it was his segment, and he had his his um graphics on the screen, and he was trying to explain whatever. And Stephen A. Smith's coming and just took over the whole segment. Didn't let him speak. Didn't let him click any of the points and stuff. So the whole segment went on with just him talking shit about football, but he never played the game. Bart Bart is the one that played football. So so let 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 the football experts speak. You know you know what I'm saying? That that's the that's the problem with with the Knicks right there. Because like like if you want to have a football show, how how are you gonna overtalk the expert, the guy that actually played the game? You know, and he's gonna give you insight about what's going on on the field, and you're gonna tell no, no, that's not what's going on because blah 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 blah. This that and the other. Like what? Are you are you serious? That that's like the, basically the Knicks. Um, you know, that's just the Knicks in 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 a nutshell right there. You know. But you know the, the thing about Dolan though, like he's always um got these big names. Like you know, I, I always talk about like Larry Brown, Isaiah Thomas. You know, uh, you know, even um, what's the the, the dude the dude that um that came from um from Indiana? Like we, we tried our best. We we always got these guys to come here, and and um sometimes they will work out a little bit, but um he was always the the one to put his foot in, like to make the mellow trade happen and all this other stuff. You know what I'm saying? So you know, it's it's a, it's a, there's a lot of stuff that happened. But you know, Phil Jackson coming here. Um, um, he was able to push Dolan aside, you know, so that needed to happen. But then, you know, chop off Phil's head and, and now it's Steve Mills, chop off Steve Mills' head, now it's Leon Rose. So these things, all these things need to happen throughout these years just to get us to where we are now. That's tough, man. Yeah. Um, so four winning seasons in the past 20 years. This is probably the first roster where you can look at each contract and you can say, hmm, okay, I understand. And you look at Julius Randle's contract. See, now, from me to you, I really was against the, the whole Julius Randle contract thing initially because after what you've seen in the playoffs, it's like, I'm not paying through 30 million. That was my thing. Like, I, we can't do no. That's reserved for superstars. Like that's reserved for your one option. I know he's not the one option. You no, you can't get 33, 35 or this whole crazy number that people spend. But when you look at his contract and the value that you get from it, it's like well, you don't make 30 million no year for the next four years. So it's like Oh, you can you can kind of bail with that. Like you can still have a you can still have a, a number max and a super max still on the contract. You could like you could sign a play, you can sign two maxes and still go over the cap and re-sign RJ. With age yeah. random contract is constructed. And then when you think about it, it's like, okay, um if you can if you can for the people um who put up the Random contract, but I believe the year that he's a free agent, I don't know if it stops in 2024, but I believe, and this just this is just from 2K. This is just for me playing 2K. This is just for me like imagination. So one time in 2K, I had RJ Barrett and I had Jalen Brown on the wings, and it was it was, it was fine. <laughs> I can't even. Lie. So then I started watching Jalen Brown highlights. I'm like, oh, that would be nice. 
because they both like six seven, and, and and you can see, you know, Jalen Brown, Jalen Brown handles the lead now, but you can see them fitting next to each other. Like you can see one of them playing the two and the other playing the three, because I know Jalen Brown can get his own shot, but his contract is up in twenty twenty four. And I'm looking at Randall contract. I'm Knicks gonna wait it out. Knicks know what they're doing. And I and I'm just looking at and then if when you think about it even further, dog, when you think about um RJ's contract, right? And we resign him like 2022. I think I think we can resign him at the next season. So I'm pretty sure next season he's gonna give us a hell of a third season. So I'm pretty sure like I'm I'm banking on I'm banking on either all-star birth. Or he's gonna give me an old defensive team team um nah because we lost Bullock and we lost um Alfred and they was a part of that defense, so he's gonna have to step up. So you know it, it, it's a it's a lot to look at, man. It's a lot to look at, bro. Well, I, I want to highlight what um made made a forward scene here about Phil. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. he um he, he said that um that Phil Jackson knew that Melo was a loser. What? Uh, what, what do you what do you think about that? Hey, you know what? Because yeah. Melo is one of the reasons why I'm a super diehard Nick fan. Like he one of the reasons why like I'm super diehard like Melo because you got to get to that point. Growing up when I was ten, I always watched the Knicks, but it wasn't like I was super diehard. Like I always watched the Knicks when I was growing up. So this is why Isaiah Thomas affecting me so much because it's like, yo, bro, like I'm looking at the draft, like, bro, we don't never have a draft pick, bro. <laughs> and then when we drew draft somebody, his name is Arukis Elefunkadis. <laughs> and it's bad, like, come on, man. Oh, Jordan Hill, Steph Curry. Oh, man, it's tough, yo. It is tough. But I love Carmelo Anthony, man. Come on, man. You can't disrespect that man like that. Well, saying saying that um that saying what he's saying about Melo doesn't disrespect Melo is is really the truth. You know, because because uh, um the reason why Phil got there because because um they were trying to figure out a way to get Melo to to play team basketball. You know, prime prime Melo did not want to play team basketball. That's why Woodson was able to be successful because he had all those veteran guys to do, to to get the locker room in order. He had extra people in in there, and then then also the offense was just give the ball to Melo. Everybody else just spread out and let Melo just take whatever shot he wants to take. You know, so so when Phil got here, he he was trying to implement the triangle of so hard just so he can get everybody else organized so Melo could have the stage to do what he does. But Melo didn't buy in. Once the top guy don't don't buy in, then it just makes everybody look crazy. So, you know, like I'm glad that that happened, cause cause it it just showed showed what. And then look what happened to Melo right after, you know you know what I'm saying? Right after they they blackballed him, they blackballed him for a reason because Melo still thought that he was this, and he didn't want to he he didn't want to come off the bench, you know what I'm saying? He he didn't want to play second third fiddle to nobody. He's still on that shit, you know. But he he never he never got to the point where. Where he could just fall back for a second, just to allow the team to, to succeed, you know. So I, I think I think that that's like a big part of the story as well. Mm. Yeah, like I mean, how we going this mellow man? Look at the rosters that he had. Like, yo, when I watch mellow highlights. 
I don't even watch it for him sometimes. I watch it for the rosters he's around while he's in the book. Well, let, let, let me let me throw on um, Luka Doncic uh, to to the situation. Look look at Luka Doncic on rosters. Who is he playing with right now? Um, yo, why you why you doing that, yo? Why you doing, why, why you doing that, yo? Why you, but it's the, it's the truth. Look, look at the roster that Luka Luka has. Like Melo at, at prime, Melo Melo was one of the like the greatest scorers and you know they ever played, right? So. He should have been good enough by himself, especially he got Amari, you know, on, on one side. He had a couple other guys too. They 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 should have been able to have been more successful, uh, you know, in in New York with him, you know, being the um the the headpiece. I think Melo would win more games with that Dallas supporting cast they have right now than Luca will win with the Knicks supporting cast that Melo had back then. That I don't agree with at all. Crying mellow with that supporter cast that Dallas has right now, really? There will be a lottery team. Real prom? Really? Isn't this that roster? That's the Knicks roster, the same roster what? that, that Melo had. And it was bad. And Omar was hurt. But you know, um, supple, um, supplement, um, Chris Stapps for Amari. It's basically the same team right now. So if Melo was on his team, there would be a lottery team just like just like they were when they won the Knicks. Come on, yo. Come on. Yo, Amari couldn't defend the ghost of the smack thing, bro. Like, come on, yo. Come on. At least Porzingis tried to block shot. Like, prime Melo with that? Nah, come on, yo. You being, I think you being disrespectful. They, they would still be a lottery team just, just like how they was here. I think, so, from... For me to you, I think it's just two different NBAs, man. I think Luca is just a product of today's and he's the baby. He's the baby. You can't stop 29-8-8, yo. <laughs> yeah, but Melo was giving you 29, what, 29-7, and um and and what four or five? Well, how many assists he he was averaging when he was a Nick? Melo gave me like 28. Eight and like three, prime mellow. Average twenty eight, eight and three. Yeah, twenty eight. Yeah, about, about eight and three, something like that. Seven and, and three. But yeah, I, I mean, mellow got himself his ways. I can understand though. Get your money, man. Get your money. You see what happened to Dennis Schroeder? You better get that money. They give you that. They offer you that first contract, that first drink that. You you better take that money, bro. Don't fumble the bag, bro. That's the problem too. You know, we're worrying about the bag outside. You know, outside of what the team is trying to do, trying to win. That was the big problem. That's what. That's why they they brought Phil. They brought Phil there to try to try to figure something out for for him to, to get him to win. They were dumb. Well, why you resign them and give them a no trade clause? I'd have sent my little ass packing. You kidding me? If that if you was taking if that was the if that was the you take it, bro. We literally tank with no draft picks for two years straight, bro. And people like, yo, why did Porzingis break down? Why, motherfucker? Because we had no fucking help. <laughs> and we couldn't even trade, even if we wanted the trade picks for to give him help, we couldn't. So then you're going to ask why he broke down. Motherfucker, we know why. It was, a lot of it was him because 
Porzingis, he, he don't play the same. Porzingis is some different type of, like, I don't think I'm going to ever see a 73 guy that that's moves like that. So. No, I'm just, I'm just glad we're in a position that we are now because, I mean, we, we don't have a mellow on our team. You know what I'm saying? No. We, we don't, you know, and and I say that, I say that, you know, scoring-wise, you know, I, I feel like Randall might actually be, be this is this might be who Randall is, just like a, you know, a really good scorer for his position. But just the fact that the way that he plays, he, he, he plays within, he plays trying to get the rest of the team better. You know, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, he's looking to pass. He's he's bringing the ball up the court, looking to get the ball up and all this, all this, all this, all this stuff. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's just a winning style of basketball. You, you're able to get other players and stick them on here, and, and it won't isolate the players. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's still going to get theirs based off the way that he plays basketball. So I'll say this. Randall last season, just last season, he was on his mellow. I remember saying this too, like, yo, he really on his mellow. Like, he was not passing the ball. But, like, mellow is a guy when he don't pass the ball. It's like, I understand. Because that, it's like, prime mellow was old. Like, I understand why he didn't pass me the ball. But at some point, like, you got to play within the offense. And even Kobe Bryant said, Kobe Bryant said this about James Harden. Like, and they asked Kobe Bryant in an interview, I think he was with Tracy Brady. He's like, yo, can James Harden win with this isolation style of Kobe Bryant was like, nope. He's <laughs> like, nope. Can't, you can't win like that. In the offense. And and it's tough. But no excuse, no excuse for for um this guy Phil Jackson, man. He the one who gave Melo the money and gave him a no trade clause. I would have traded Melo fast, hot, and in the hurry. I would have traded Melo. So. Well, the, the the whole thing with the mellow, they, they they had to appease him. He it was they were trying to figure out a way to to get him to this. So I mean, supposedly he took a, a like a, a a pay cut because he could have did the same thing like like um like Julius Randle could have did. He could have got like the thirty something million, whatever. Then the Knicks really would have been screwed, you know. So it was it was either that. So that that goes to mellow too. Mellow mellow needed the trade the the um the the um the the trade trade on um, clause because he took the pay cut. You know that that's just his his um his agent there, you know, so it, it, that was just all a messed up situation. But, yo, ch- check out what, what, he, what um, Bodega saying about, uh, you know, J.R. Smith and Shumpert. Both of those guys were in, were dead in the water when they went with the Knicks, man. So Phil Jackson traded them to, to Cleveland, um, and, and look what happened. Le- LeBron LeBron made those guys look like they were, like, championship caliber players. Just for the simple fact that, that of, of the way that LeBron plays. Two different players. Come on, bro. Man, you talking about King James? King James? Come on, bro. That's not even fair, bro. That, yo, bro, LeBron James might be the first NBA player I think I've ever seen in my lifetime score 30,000, 10,000 rebounds, 10,000 assists. But he couldn't guard Melo, though. Melo couldn't guard him. <laughs> Would you? I mean, no. like. Well, I'm I'm saying it because the the both of them were on the same level as far as player. Of course, LeBron James is like you know whatever top you know top five greatest player ever to play the game. But when, when you're talking about just caliber amongst your peers, Melo was right there with with um with LeBron. So you no, know, I disagree. I just I disagree. I strongly disagree with that. I, yeah, bro. In my in my third year of high school, bro, 
LeBron was in the finals dunking on Tim Duncan. I dare remember that. Yeah, he had nine straight, um, you know, playoff. I mean, um, finals appearances. But Melo, Melo could have had some of those too. But the reason why is because it's something with Melo's game that he he just not he's just not a winning player. That's that's a difference between like 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 um those same two players going to play with LeBron and those same two players going to play with um with with the Knicks. Uh, Shumper was ready to cry. Shumper looked like he wanted to cry every single he was out, every time he was out there. He was arguing and complaining. In the media, he was chirping and stuff. He was you know. Uh, fight. He was fighting Tim Hardaway Jr. Or oh, every, everybody was miserable when it was on yeah, the next. So you call him? Wait, hold on. Yo, you see the losses Mello was around? That's not fair, though, man. You, you know, know he. You know he needed a point guard. We all know that. We yeah. all know we should have ever seen Amari Stoudemire. We all know this, bro. We yeah. all know this, bro. If we would have had Chris Paul, and this is young prom Chris Paul. This ain't no like this young Chris Paul with Carmelo Anthony. Then the ball game is different, bro. It's different. Because now the leader is Chris Paul. <laughs> and you don't gotta worry about something like Well, they had Chauncey, he had Chauncey Billups in his career. He had I Iverson in his career. He had um, you know, Andre Miller in his career. Kobe. He went against Kobe. Come on, he went against Kobe. Yeah, but Melo, is still Melo though. Melo's one of the greatest offensive players to ever play. He should have been able to compete. You know, it's not. It's not. He's not by himself. It's not. It's, he's not going one on one against Kobe. Come you know? on, yo. Come on. Come on, yo. Don't. Yo, they, they they had Kenya Martin. They had Mar- Marcus Camby. They had a lot of good players on their team. Yo, Paul Gasol. I agree with that, man. But you you can't. I, I don't agree with the excuses. See, that, that that's always been the, the problem with every every single argument. Even bring it back to to like the um Frank Nilakina thing because that's that's how that's what we were talking about initially. Uh, how many excuses does Frank have? You know, like like him going to to Dallas. You were saying that he's gonna be in a better situation, blah blah blah. But you, you're talking about in, in like like imagination because he's never done any of that yet. You know, you know what I'm saying? To, it's like too many excuses for one player. Like it, like the the like the, it has to be like everything has to be like perfect for that one player to succeed. Same thing like Melo. Everything has to be perfect just for him to succeed. You know that that's that's and that tells you right there. Those are losing players. You know, like you're, you're wasting the, um, the you're wasting the fan base's time and and the um fran- and the franchise's time. You know, just trying to build around that one person. So, so every player, all right. So you done. So losing player, uh, like I, I I don't understand what a losing player is because this this who this current person right now who's never made the playoff, Zach Levine. <laughs> With eight, so we call him a losing player. Well, he hasn't won, so he, he's he's a losing player. Come on, yo, you being too much. 
He hasn't won, but but I mean, somebody like Zach Levine, like right right now with with Chicago, that that'll be the real test because 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 truthfully, he has never been on, on on a good team. You know, when he was when he was with in Minnesota, they were all young, and then they traded him right away, and then he got sent to Chicago. But look, he was able to to build himself up from 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 looking like almost like a bust to being like one of one of the, like the best offensive talents of uh, of the NBA today. You know, so now now he finally got backup. He got DeRozan now. He got you know uh, the ball kid. He got a couple couple guys. You know, uh, Vucevic. Now now he has um, guys to play with. So now you can you can start making an argument whether or not he's a good player or not. Mm. I, I we'll see. Um, sometimes it just takes it, it, it's just right time, right moment, uh, right talent. Yeah, that, that's for everybody, man. But you know, just just when when you when you get into the to the like, well, this guy, if he had this, if he had that, if he had a point guard, or or if he had somebody that could do this, or if he had this, or if he was on a better team, then he then he would really show what he could do. That's that's like that's too much, man. Yeah. Because yeah. because there's so many like it's already proven the Knicks uh, from what the Knicks have been doing up until this point they already proved it because I mean look at look at McBride look at um at Grimes and stuff the, uh, those two those two guys alone just eliminated uh, the whole conversation with Frank and stuff you know because you know, it just shows you that that there's always a player out there that, that you can get that that can come in and do what what you thought another player could do you know yeah 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 you heard what, what Melo said. NBA is a business show, and ain't no feelings involved, man. <laughs> well, that's why he's a loser because he's talking about business or whatever. Oh, but there's a, there's a business yeah. of where you're talking about money, and it's a business of basketball oh, where you talking about yeah. wins and losses. How you doing? I know, I know you feel me when I'm saying though. There's a business <laughs> of basketball when it comes to money, and there's a business of basketball when it comes to wins and losses. So he was more right. focused on branding and and money. That's that's why he's a loser. So he was more focused on that, and, and he couldn't get a point guard. Okay, okay, God, okay. I see. You know what? I'm not going to dispute that. Yeah. Look, 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 he already facts. Look, <laughs> he already, he already facts. <laughs> I can't even believe that. Melo, I, I I can't really blame him, yo. I'm sorry, man. I seen the rosters. Go look at Mellow highlights and look at the rosters. Look at the coaches he had. Look at Phil Jackson. Well, he played play with George Carl. George Carl's one that was like a good coach. George, well, you heard what they say about George Carl. He's a horrible human being. <laughs> yeah, he's a piece of shit, but he could coach coach a game though. He was good with Seattle. He got Seattle to the finals. Yeah. You know, so you know he's, he's a decent coach. So, you know, we just did a whole memory lane. But, you know, it connects, though. It connects with everything that we're saying. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just, I will never forget the day. So, last thing, like, I'll never forget the day. I was sitting in my living room, in my mom, in my mother's living room. And it's like, it's like 10 some in the morning. So, ESPN is like, Oh, breaking news! Uh, Phil Jackson calls for a press conference. So Phil Jackson is on his He literally trades Carmelo Anthony on live TV. <laughs> You'll never see such shit like this. He said, "Melo, Melo should, you know, find a way to 
you know, um, move along, you know, this team is moving in a different direction. I'm like, God damn, bro, that's not how you do business. It was that. It was that. Yeah, the Knicks suck at that, man. Well, I mean, up until this point, they've been really bad at that, no matter, no matter what. Well, you know, um, I, I made I had just did a Bernard King podcast, man, but that was based off of off a post that you had made. So, I, you know, I was gonna wait for you to do it, but I kind of wanted wanted to get the idea out. So, so what were your thoughts on the Bernard King? I know you wanted to say something about him. Oh, um, I wanted to know what it would have been if. So I read a couple of people's comments. I think OG Five, shout out to OG Five. I think he said that Rick Pitino. It was somebody to that. It was either Pat Riley or Rick Pitino. It was one of those two guys. He said that they they, they didn't think that um, Bernard King wouldn't have came back, to, you know, to himself. Like he wouldn't never get himself again. Like the ACL at that time, you know, sports medicine wasn't the same, so it would have been a nail in the coffin. So I just asked the question, like, yo, what if um, Bernard King? You know, he still gets hurt, by the way. We still get the first pick because you know the, you know the NBA said the Knicks and New York was losing money. They needed that money coming in. They gave us Patrick. So what if he still come? We still get um, we get Bernard King to sign, and then we still draft Patrick. Well, you know, Patrick Ewing was already drafted, or whatever. They, um, um, uh, that that's the reason why that we were able to get Pat because um, Bernard got hurt. So when Bernard got hurt, the Knicks were in a lot, you know, the, the first lottery. So the Knicks won the lottery. So, but Bernard King was still on the roster at that time, but he just was hurt. He missed a whole entire season. So, I mean, um, that, that first year with, with the, with the Knicks, uh, um, that, that Patrick Ewing had, uh, that was the 85, 86 season. Um, Bernard King was hurt the whole year. You know what I'm saying? So he came back the following year for like the last six games of that season. And um, he was able to average 22 points. But the, the thing about that, the la- it was the only the last six games of the season. Um, the last three, like like I said in the podcast, the last three of those games, he averaged 30 points. The, the last three games of that season, he he had he had, he averaged 30 points, and and he played 40. Uh, I want to say 43 minutes per game. You know what I'm saying? So after seeing him do that, um, how come they didn't keep him? Wow. So, so somebody in the comments, they, they put it out there. They said that, that they had paid uh, Bill Cartwright already. So they had Ewing. Ewing was the top um, top uh, salary guy. Then um, um, Bill Cartwright was number two. So back in those days, uh, I think the salary cap was like four, like $4 million. And I think Patrick Ewing was getting like 2.5. And I think, um, um, you know, uh, Bill Cartwright might have had like one point something. So that was like the whole salary right there. So they had no money to give um, Bernard King. Oh, that's crazy, right? Yeah, that's a history lesson for y'all. <laughs> yeah, but the stupid shit though is that they traded um Cartwright to Chicago for Oakley eventually. You know what I'm saying? So hindsight's 2020. They should have just kept Bernard. You know, if they were just gonna trade, you know, Cartwright anyway. So they they made the decision to keep Cartwright rather than keep um keep Bernard. You know, because I l- looking at the salary now, like Bernard, he only made a million. That first year with with the um with the you know the bullets it was the bullets at the time, so mm-hmm. they, they could have just kept a Bernard because he was only going to cost a million, and they, I would have rather just trade uh, Bill Cartwright and then try to try to get something because you already got Patrick Ewing, so why do you need Bill Cartwright? You got two centers. Why do you why are you paying two centers all of the salary cap? Mm. Yeah, so, so stupid man. And nineteen, so 
just let's just continue with this what if, right? So what year did Mark Jackson win rookie of the year for the Knicks? Was that 88, 89 season? I believe so. Let me double check. Um, I would like, because the reason why is I would like for you, even I'm going to look it up, Bernard King's numbers that season. And we still get John Starks. I mean, John Starks. We still get Mark Jackson. You know, he's the rookie of the year. Right. Well, yeah, because I mean, the, the Knicks weren't playing well, so the Knicks would have still been in the lottery anyway, you know. So they would they would have still probably drafted on Mark Jackson. So you know, that, that, I, w- I went through the, the the whole thing in the podcast. So they, they, the Knicks would have had the also the Knicks drafted on uh, Gerald Wilkins the same year they drafted Patrick Ewing, and Gerald Wilkins um, he averaged eighteen one year and basically uh, fourteen points every single year after. So you, you would have had Patrick Ewing, Mark Jackson, uh, Charles Oakley, Gerald Wilkins, and Bernard King all on the same roster. That would have been a strong roster to compete. <laughs> and it's funny because that year, I'm looking at Bernard King's numbers. Um, 31, 32 minutes per game, 21 points, 48% from field goal range, five rebounds, four assists. Those are nice numbers, man. For a wing? Well, check out when he maxed out. out. At 28, oh, he maxed out in 1990. Yeah, that was the that year was that, year um, that Chicago, Chicago won. And, and look, look, hindsight. Look at hindsight. So 1990 year, the Knicks roster. I had Bernard King to that roster in 1990. You think you, you can face the Bulls and beat them? Well, it would have been the Knicks versus them. Because that was the end of the bad boy era, too. You know what I'm saying? So it would have been a dog fight. <laughs> but with that dog fight, it would have been a little different with that little that that 29 point game on that court. So yeah. Ewing, man. Ewing, Ewing had just hit 28 points again the year before. So this is like prime <laughs> offensive Ewing at this point. So you got prime Ewing and and um you know Bernard King is back on his on his game. You know what I'm saying? It, it would have been nice to see. You see how many things that can happen? Your whole, your whole time out. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, he's had a little, little, And then I'm, I'm looking at the 1990 um, Knicks roster. Maurice Cheeks, Patrick Ewing, Greg Grant, Stuart Gray, Mark Jackson, Gerard Moussa, Charles Oakley, John Stuck. Wait, all right. So for me, Gerald Wilkins. Um, Kenny Walker. So for me, when I look at this roster right right now, you got Oakley, you got Starks, and you add Denard King to that roster, that 1990 roster, they, the Knicks would have won it all. I think we would have won it all. We would have won, won it all. Yeah. You, can argue, you can argue it. What? The, the Western Conference was bad, too, because it was the Lakers. The Lakers was all, they were all old at that point. You know, so we, we would have had a shot to uh, to to beat them if if he made it to the finals. We would have won the shit. Yeah, they yeah yeah. Because the Knicks would have been what they asked the whole. They, it would have been a street. It would have been a street fight every each game. <laughs> and the Lakers, they was too old to get in a street fight to every game. I think um, I think what's his name got hurt. Um, James Worthy got hurt 
as well. Like people don't people don't remember that. And then Magic Johnson, he was old. And that's how Jordan, people don't remember that when Jordan won his first ring. Them boys was hurt, they they them boys was banged up, man. So man. It's man. That's interesting, man. That's very interesting. And then you think about it like Jordan, he three-peated. And if I'm looking at this roster, I'm pretty sure that you know, I King would have played a couple of more years, at least two, three more years. So, wow. Well, he ended up hurting his knee again, though. That um, that following year, after he averaged on um, 28, he missed the whole next season because of the mm. knee. See? He would have been healthy because he would have been playing with Pat. And Pat exactly. would have yeah, exactly. That's Hansai, yeah. yo. That's Hansai, yo. You need a good roster, man. You need a good roster, man. Yeah, I'm so happy for who we got right now, man. Because, yeah, these rosters that we had before, they were bad. Yeah, man. Yeah, so I, I think we're going to do well. I think we're going to do well going forward, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We definitely going to be talking a lot. So, because... I believe it's three more weeks. <laughs> I think it's like three more weeks. Yeah, I think it, so it's gonna it's gonna be ramping up soon. And yeah, man. That's I guess we got everything. Yeah, no doubt. Damn, yo, Bernard King. Why you didn't just stay just stay? Couple more years, yo. I'm looking, yo. That's a good roster, bro. Starts, Mark checks. Oh God, we have that, all bases covered. <laughs> and, yo, a star five. So who is the next star five? Can you remember? I think you know it was um Patrick. You know it was Open start at the four. Um, so Bernard start at the three. Mark Jackson and then Gerald Wilkins. So Gerald Wilkins and then Mark Jackson. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah. I think they'll yeah. His name now Jordan. Somebody got a guard Bernard King, and Pippen. Starts off the bench. That's nice. Bernard and Ron Strickland. Ooh. Well, you know, yeah, Pippen probably would have guarded on um, Bernard King, so that w- it would have been a fight. Because um, Pippen, Pippen could guard um, Bernard King, but Bernard King, it no matter how good defense you play, Bernard King is still going to score. <laughs> you can't. He was one of those guys you just couldn't stop him. Mm. Yeah, it would have been, been interesting, man. That's a fact. I mean, that's all, that's all I got, dog. <laughs> I got you, man. We, we had to talk today, man. We had to talk today, man. There's too, it, it, too much stuff to talk about, man. We had to get that out of the way. And I appreciate um mixed community, man. Yeah, man. I'm in a whole different building, bro. And yeah, it looks very nice. I believe that's Queens. No, I'm I think that's Queens. Yeah, that's Queens, definitely. Queens, right? Yeah, that's Long Island City right across from Long Island City. We definitely got to get you some fucking headphones, man. I keep telling you, you got to get headphones, yeah, to plug into the damn thing. Oh, yo, yo, please. All right. Just write it, write it to me on Instagram, please, so I can, um, 
bring headphones in my I got the headphones right in my crib. I think I I think out those. Yo, yo, one day you're gonna see me standing in front of the building with you know just he- with, with headphones. You're like, who? Because I'll be forgetting it. Like I grab my bag and then I'll be walking. And yeah, like I'll be having a lot of stuff in my mom. But I got you though, I promise you. I promise next part I, I yeah, but you you plug the headphones in there, and you don't have to worry about about, about anything, man. But because because you control the sound, you know what I'm saying. Got you. Oh. Yeah, man. So we out of here, huh? Yes, sir. Y'all know where to find us. Bodega. Uh, most, man. I can't really say his name. Mr. Jackson, appreciate you, Audi. Um, mixed community, Josh. Appreciate y'all, man. Um, y'all know where to find us. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Food Pod, um, Spotify. You know, everywhere, man. We didn't done, we didn't did so many of these pods, man. Y'all should know where we at, finally. But, yo, dog, man, I'm out of here, man. I appreciate you. I need to hurry up so it won't rain on me or something like that. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> I see. Peace. Peace. Peace, y'all. Thank you for tuning in, Dianix Podcast. That state of mind. Yo, get that state. Tell them to get some damn headphones, man. So you so the um audio could be a little bit more crisp. But anyway, um, we're gonna keep these podcasts going. Continue to like, share, subscribe, hit the thumbs up before you leave, and I'll catch you guys in the next one. All right, peace.